Welcome back to Week 10 in the NFFL. This is the NFFL Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Richard Headley, sitting in the uh, number two spot this week. Uh, thank you, Bizzle, for dropping that steaming fresh pile of gamesmanship. Anyway, got a little mini Biomageddon this week. Not a full Biomageddon. But Baltimore, Kansas City, Oakland, and Philadelphia all have a bye, so remember to plan accordingly. Let's take a look at yet more injuries to stars around the NFL. Jameis Winston went down this week with an injury to his throwing shoulder. Didn't even finish the game. I believe he didn't even put up 10 points before he left the game. He's going to be shut down for at least the next couple weeks. Brian Balaga, offensive lineman. We don't have offensive linemen, but this is a starter on a team that's already lost their starting quarterback with a bad defense. And now teams are going to be able to really just crowd that line. So uh, if you've got a... Green Bay running back, you might want to reconsider over the next couple of weeks because, well, Blog is actually out for the season. Des Bryant injured an ankle in the game on Sunday. Uh, looks like he's going to play, but he'll probably be a little bit hobbled. Not quite 100% Des Bryant. And C.J. Anderson, leg injury. Uh, kind of hard to tell if he was pulled out because he was injured or because the game was just so far out of reach, but... Uh, keep an eye on that. No real news yet. And as we come even closer to the trade deadline for the NFFL, which is very, very close, there are a few trades that just happened over the last couple days. Awful of Waffles is going to get David Johnson from Jim and Kelly Hates Cancer, sending his first and third round picks over to good old JKHC. Randall Cobb and Michael Thomas are Thomas Thomas are trading teams between Gridiron Mafia and Jim Kelly Hates Cancer. Very active in this trade deadline, trying to make a push to earn a playoff spot, looks like. And Lance Manlove in the widely mocked trade that sent Tyreek Hill to 302 for Will Fuller. I'm going to leave that dead silence there. Yes, Lance Manlove, planning for the future. But it's Will Fuller, and without Deshaun Watson, that's a lot of eggs in the basket for a potential keeper for next year. And 302 is going to get Rashad Jones, and Jim Kelly Hates Cancer gets 302's round 10 pick. So, without further ado, do let's get into the game recaps for Week 9. Hopefully your team will rock someone this week. Or at least, hopefully you rocked someone last week. Anyway, I'm already jumping ahead, and I'm trying not to edit this week. But let's look through these six games last week. I predicted the night shift against 302 to be the game of the weekend, 
Hey, guess what? I was right. Back and forth throughout the the games of the weekend, and it came down nearly to the wire, but definitely did come down to that Monday night game. For the night shift, the big surprise was their underperforming defense. Season long, they are the number one defense by a comfortable margin, but they only finished number five this week in defensive points. Meanwhile, 302, A.J. Green got ejected, which, you know, after watching what happened on the field, not surprising. But he didn't do much before he left, and Will Fuller is suffering from the Savage Effect and is no longer a part of 302's plans. And also, uh, just uh, should have started Clement over Montgomery. Those points would have made the difference. Game number two, Awful Waffles took on Rosterguard 99 in the official Brown Note Toilet Bowl game of the week. The Brown Note! Awful Waffles, you had the number six offense, but the number 11 defense, it really didn't matter. Because for Roster Guard 99 at this point, really, there's nothing more to say about you this season. You're out of playoff contention. In fact, just to make this segment a little more interesting, let's play What Can Beat Roster Guard 99? They could beat Roster Guard 99 this season. Let's start with Lance Manlove. Yes, Lance Manlove could beat Roster Guard 99. How about a bicycle? It turns out a bicycle could beat Roster Guard 99. A virus? Yes, a virus could indeed beat Roster Guard 99. And how about a baby? Oh, looks like a baby could beat Roster Guard 99. Ooh, that's gotta hurt. Now, in this game, Awful Waffles did earn the Whoop-Ass Award of the week with their 68-point margin of victory over Roster Guard 99. Yes, my notes are a little bit confusing, but that's okay. Ninja Panthers took on Gridiron Mafia in our third recap game of the week. For Ninja Panthers, they played Ertz, who was inactive. Their defense ranked higher than their offense, and they got nothing out of Ray Ray Armstrong on the defense. In fact, there were three defenders on the bench who, had they started them instead of Ray Ray, that game would be theirs. Bummer. Now for Gridiron Mafia, a surprising day from Bobby Wagner. Huge day for him. And without that, if he'd just met his projections, even done a little bit better, this would have been Ninja Panthers' game. So Bobby Wagner, your MVP this week, had nearly half of your defensive points. Now we do have a brief presser uh, prepared from Ninja Panthers, so let's take a listen. We've got to be the dumbest team in America in terms of playing the game. And I'm highly critical because of the way we give games away. We give them away, period. And uh, it's embarrassing, and I represent that, and... uh, I apologize for that, but that's the best we can do. Uh, That's a sad product. 
Game number four of week nine was Grizzles Gladiators taking on the Unsullied. Now, Grizzles Gladiators did concede the victory early in the weekend, but overcame a 12-point deficit on Monday night to win it. What more could Zay Jones have given them if he hadn't left the game injured? He had a nice week for the little, the little rookie. For the Unsullied slash Stephen Willie Beeman, Mike Evans starting fights and missing his big stud quarterback did practically nothing. But T.Y. Hilton, he was due for a big game, and this was indeed big. 32 points for the wide receiver. Outscored some quarterbacks in our league this week. Now he's going to go hibernate for another three weeks. Unsullied slash steaming Willie Beeman. You got to watch out because you're officially on poop watch. This is like a poop tornado. This is like a, a poop nado. Three game losing skid. Got to do better next week. Game number five Jim Kelly hates cancer. Taking on Sweatman's runners. Now, Jim Kelly came in dead last in offense, but they were number one in defense this week. Unfortunately, not the numbers that would really help you in fantasy most weeks. What was up with Jerry Hughes? And Jim Kelly hates cancer is now on a two game losing skid and dangerously po- close to a poopnado. For Sweatman's runners, they get the formula a little more balanced than Jim Kelly Hates Cancer did. They had the number two offense and the number ten defense. And most weeks, if you got a better offense and defense in this league, you will win it. Big day for Russell Wilson. And who turned back the clock on Matt Forte, man? I felt like I was watching Madden for him. Our last recap of the week is Lance Manlove taking on the Outcasts. Now, for Lance, Manlove truly fielded the best team they could have this week. They just weren't good enough. Carlos Hyde, though, is about the only real standout, and he got ejected for fighting. Now, the Outcasts, how nice is it to have that Jared Goff and Robert Woods stack this week? Mwah! Delicious! Throw on Greg Zerline, and it looks like the resurgent greatest show on turf Rams, Trifecta, they definitely were beautiful for you this week. That's enough of looking back. Let's look forward at Week 10's games. Our first preview is Ninja Panthers taking on the Unsullied slash Steven Willie Beeman. Now, for the Ninja Panthers, offense is the interesting story here. Tom Brady faces Denver, and they were just gutted for five scores by Carson Wentz. Not a lot of yardage, but a lot of points. And Emmanuel Sanders faces a New England defense that just a few weeks ago would have been a delicious matchup. But they seem to be making strides and improving. And Brock Osweiler's throwing him the ball. Now, for Unswallied slash Steaming Willie Beeman, I cannot say that. Watch wide receiver. I don't expect T.Y. Hilton to repeat. And Julio Jones, he has one touchdown this week. And finally, they seem to start getting in the ball last week. Is he going to catch touchdown number two this week? Because he really tried last week and screwed that up. And Jordan Matthews with Calvin Benjamin on the field. Going up against a stingy New Orleans defense, I don't expect much from Matthews, but he may surprise me. 
I'm going to take the Unsullied to win this one. Matchup number two. Grizzles, Grizzles, Grizzles Gladiators are going to take on Rosterguard 99 in what I predict to be the Toilet Bowl game of the week. The Brown Note! You Fun fact, this game is actually sponsored by Yobagoya. Let's really, let's just preview this game by playing a little bit more of what can beat Rosterguard 99. Love that cheesy game show theme music. Can a puppy beat Rosterguard 99? Oh, yes, a puppy can. Can stepping on a Lego in the hallway trip up Rosterguard 99 and beat them? Can a fruit fly beat Rosterguard 99? Oh, that's gotta hurt. And finally for this week, can Grizzles Gladiators beat Rosterguard 99? Yes, indeed. And I'm picking Grizzles Gladiators to win this one easily. Our third preview, Lance Manlove, gonna take on Gridiron Mafia in what I am projecting to be... The game of the week. Now, for Lance Manlove, watch Juju against that Colts D. Uh, it could be a very profitable week for him, especially after the week off. And I want to see what Carlos Hyde can do against that New York Giants defense that have apparently just given up. I expect Fuller, I fully expect Will Fuller to be a bust in the trade for Lance Manlove this week. Now for Gridiron Mafia, Rodgers is on IR. Alex Smith is on a bye. That means <clears throat> excuse me, that Ryan Fitzpatrick right now is the starting quarterback. If you can win this week with Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback, it will be the ultimate middle finger to Lance Manlove. Other than that, watch for the hobbled Des Bryant. I am picking Gridiron Mafia in a close one this week in the game of the week. Awful Waffles going to take on Jim Kelly Hates Cancer. For Awful Waffles, watch that Rams-Texans game. Lamar Miller should have a big day, but the Rams know that Tom Savage is under center, so they could be stacking that line and daring them to beat them with a the throw. Meanwhile... Hopkins is going to get a lot of targets, but the Rams have minimized a lot of passing games lately, too. For Jim Kelly Hates Cancer, hard as it is to believe, defense may very well be the key here this week. Because the offense, I don't see them pulling enough points to get it done. Watch Bayard. He's had two straight weeks of multi-pick games. If he can pull the hat trick against the Red Rifle, it's going to be a good week for Jim Kelly Hates Cancer. 
However, I am picking Awful Waffles to win. 302 take on Sweatman's Runners in the penultimate matchup of the week. 302 watch running back. Howard gets a soft Green Bay front. McKinnon should be fairly useful catching passes, more so than running anyway. And Mixon is finally figuring to be the number one back for the Bungles. For Sweatman's Runners, Russell Wilson and Matt Forte are my two to watch. Both had big weeks last week. Russell's had two weeks straight of big weeks. Could it be number three against a very disappointing Arizona defense? And Forte, turning back the clock, is that going to stick around this week? I am picking Sweatman's Runners to upset 302. Our final preview of the week is the night shift taking on the outcasts. For the outcasts, Goff and Woods. Is that Rams stat going to repeat? Probably not. And there's definitely not going to be a third and 33 touchdown for Robert Woods this week. I don't like running back either. Amir Abdullah's been a disappointment, and Jonathan Stewart's been even worse. For night shift, watch the pass catchers. The tight ends they've got on the field are going up against very stingy defenses toward the tight end. Baldwin, Doug Baldwin, little Dougie Fresh there, Gets Patrick Peterson, at least in most coverage situations. He doesn't shadow 100%. Baldwin goes in the slot. Typically, Peterson won't follow. So watch that. And Cooper Cup gets Houston, which has been nice to wide receivers. And Deshaun Jackson gets a new quarterback. Could be a very tenuous situation for the wide receivers. I am going to pick the night shift to win this one, though. Buddy, I don't know who you are. You're about to get chlamydia. That's right. You never know what you're going to get, and you never know what they're going to give you when you pick up a free agent off the waiver wire. Our top three waiver wire pickups this week, top three free agents, all on the defense and two on the same roster. Number three, TJ Carey, DB for Oakland. Gave 12 points to the outcasts. Dion Buchanan and my, apparently my uh, software, autocorrected Dion to drone. So, hey, however you like that. Arizona linebacker gave 12.80 points to Grizzles Gladiators, which means the number one free agent pickup of the week. Yes, technically under the rules of free agent pickup of the week, even though it was drafted originally by this same team, Aaron Donald, defensive line for the Rams, 17.80 points for Grizzles Gladiators. Buddy, I don't know who you are. You're about to get chlamydia. We're going to move on to our bad break of the week. And this week, I'm going to give the bad break of the week to the Ninja Panthers by losing by just under four points. And I already mentioned it. They had a linebacker, Ray Ray Armstrong who goose-egged, and there were three other defenders on their bench who could have won that game for them. Two of them could have really put them over the top. So this week's bad break of the week is definitely going to the Ninja Panthers. I'm sorry. Before we close out this week, just want to take a look at the power rankings. Unchanged in the top four slots from last week. Biggest movers up, Sweatman's Runners did move up two slots, and Awful Waffles and Outcast both moved up one. Moving down, though, Jim Kelly Hates Cancer dropped two spots in our power rankings. 
That's five spots they've dropped over the last two weeks. And Unsolid also dropped two spots. If you didn't hear your name or your team, you are the same place you were last week. And remember, these are not playoff positions. This is a power ranking based on offensive points, defensive points, and overall win-loss record. Now, before I close out for the week, just want to uh, toot-toot my own horn. Last week on picks, I went 6 for 6. Picked every game right last week, which brings me to 36 and 18 on the season. Not too bad. Four more weeks left in the season. So some of you guys are in the thick of it for a playoff spot. Nothing has been clinched yet. But I expect over this next week's worth of games to have at least three of those spots locked up. Not that I expect to have three spots locked up for my team, but I expect three of those spots to be locked up by the teams that are playing. So remember, set your lineups early. Thursday Night Football, Seattle going into Arizona. And if you don't like your press conference or you have something you'd like to say, record a press conference for me. And as always, thank you to Scotty Sweatman for the statistical work he did to get the baseline in that I build off of every week, especially for our power rankings and our offensive and defensive ranks. That's it for me. I'll see you guys in the gridiron this week. 